Hey, Spotify listeners, exclusive to the platform is the ability to answer polls. On mobile, at the bottom of the episode description, you can answer a poll. Go down and try it out right now. Like now. Do it. Now. Vote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanelle, and today for our Thursday theater, I want to talk to you about the live action movies that Sony's making, and more specifically, the movies that they are not making that I think would be a slam dunk. Now, I've mentioned this, uh, you know, before, and I think that, okay, Sony is a weird company. They've been, ever since Spider-Man 3, back in, you know, when that came out in 2007, like, ever since Sony started working on Spider-Man 3, they've been really, really, really horny to have the Sinister Six on the big screen. We saw it with Spider-Man 3. That fell apart. They said, no, we'll, we'll get our Sinister Six. They bring in Andrew Garfield, they bring in Mark Webb, and they say, okay, Let's do Sinister Six. So remember in uh, Spy- The Amazing Spider-Man 2, when Harry is like being overcome with the, the um, goblin serum, basically. And we see all these costumes of all the... We see the uh, Doc Ox tentacles. We see the Rhino suit. You know, we see vultures. Like, we see all these different suits. And there we go again. Sony out here trying to get the Sinister Six. Like, it's an obsession. And it, it feels a little unhealthy. <laughs> like... What? You're willing to potentially destroy your whole concept because you want to get six bad guys on the screen to fight Spider-Man. And I get it. It's a cool storyline in the comics. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's slightly anticlimactic, though. Like, especially, like, the first few versions of The Sinister Six. I remember reading that. And... Those were like, okay, they're cool, but they didn't feel as intense as I kind of thought they would be. And, but whatever, Spidey is amazing. It's fine. He was able to take them on. It's, it's cool. Look, all I'm saying is, Sony has one of the most valuable, expensive IPs in the world. We talked about this. Several years ago, Spider-Man revenue was more than the Avengers, Batman, and Superman combined. That's not an accident. Combined. You heard that right. Combined. It's not an accident. Spider-Man brings in the cash. Spider-Man, the actual character Spider-Man, brings in the cash. And Sony's trying to make a movie about El Morte. Well, we have this very valuable IP, but we're just not going to utilize it. Ah. Okay. So what, what do you plan to do? Your movies aren't good. Venom, Carnage, Morbius. Morbius lost money. It's not like people have Spider-Man fatigue. In case you haven't heard, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home 
shot up quickly to be one of the top grossing movies of all time. Of all time. They're re-releasing the movie in September. Who knows? That that re-release could very well shoot them. It could be the absolute top grossing movie of all time. It's very possible. I'm going to see them. Like, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it multiple times. Like, it's... That's a given. I have to... I just have to. I don't have a choice. You see. So it's not like people are tired of the character. Every time Spider-Man movies come out, there's some kind of financial record that it breaks when it comes out. That's not an accident. 20 years of Spider-Man movies and they consistently perform well in the box office with fans, with critics. You could say what you want. Tobey Maguire was your favorite. Andrew Garfield was your favorite. Tom Holland was your favorite. You could say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. All three of them brought in the bucks because Spider-Man is the man. He's Marvel's mascot. Those of you that don't know, there's a series on Marvel that, that came out. This is like in the 80s, like around there. 70s, 80s. It was called Marvel Team Up. They called it Marvel Team Up. But like, I think they had like 30 initial issues. Out of that 30 or so, Spider-Man was one of the team-ups like 29 of them or 28 of them yeah oh what were the other two spider woman yeah um mar yeah he's marvel's mascot yeah he he cameoed in other comics so that they could be popular oh spider-man's with who's iron man Say what you want. You know, today we think of Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., the MCU, all of this. Before the MCU launched, no one cared about Captain America. No one cared about Iron Man. No one cared about Black Widow. Those comics weren't selling. That's why Marvel still had the... We, we have to go back. Marvel was running out of business. They were facing bankruptcy in the 90s. They sold off IPs. To save themselves. They sold off the X-Men. The Fantastic Four. Spider-Man. Right? And a bunch of other stuff. The Hulk. They sold off popular characters who could bring in money to stay afloat. You're not going to sell an IP that you won't make money off of. Iron Man wasn't sold because... Who? Captain America wasn't sold because... Huh? Black Widow was a soul because she's not a real hero, though. Come on, seriously. Right? So people, these studios were like, we're not going to buy this. We can't, we can't market this. We can't sell this. But people love the Hulk. People love Spider-Man. People love the X-Men. People love the Fantastic Four. So these studios, Universal, Fox, Sony, they all came in and grabbed these IPs from, from Marvel so that Marvel wouldn't go out of business. Eventually, they still had to be purchased by Disney. They were struggling. But that's what they did. <clears throat> and you're telling me, with all of that said, 
Sony's just not going to use it. Now we're, we're good right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, this is good. I'm sorry, man. Sony, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. You did it in 2018. And you should have did it in live action. You should have did the Spider-Verse. You should have did a live action Spider-Verse franchise. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you might be thinking, well, all right, Delanel. That's an awful lot of Spider-Man. Um, won't it be redundant? Maybe, maybe not. You saw what they did with Into the Spider-Verse. That movie is in line. It's in the discussion of being the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. And you had a bunch of Spider-Man in it. I, I, I have to tell you. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it, it, Sony handled it very well. And if they could bring that magic to the, to the live action scene, they could do some stuff with it. Who would your core be? <clears throat> I like having Peter. I like having Miles. I like having Spider-Gwen. I like having Cindy Moon. Let's put Cindy in there. I like having Miguel, and let's do Jessica Drew, too. So you got six. You got six Spideys. Three female, three male. All kinds of races. So there's your diversity. Miguel and, um, Miguel and Miles would be like the Latino, Hispanics thing. Uh, Cindy Moon will be the Asian demographic. You know, Miles will be the black demographic. Like, you got, you got a, a nice blend of these characters. <clears throat> and they, they're not going to be teamed up all the time, right? Each character will have a solo movie. So you'll have a Spider-Gwen movie. You'll have a Spider-Man movie. You'll have Miles Morales movie. Spider-Man 2099 movie. And so on and so forth. If, if Sony wants to copy the Batman thing, you can have Spider-Man Noir instead. You can have him in there for their Batman version. I mean, you could do a lot. You have a lot of different characters who can have their own different person. We saw it in the, in the movie. We saw it in the animated movie. They had their own distinct art, their own distinct feel, their power sets and moves and everything. It's cool. I think that could work. I, I think that would be cool. And as long as they're like, oh my gosh, Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman? Her pheromone stuff and all of that happening and her web blast? And she can... She's not... She can't really... Some versions she can fly. I don't know which version they would put in there, but she could fly. So, like, you have... You have a diverse portfolio where they're all spider characters, but they all have unique power sets and things like that that allow them to all stand out from each other. Miles has his venom blast and can go invisible and that that kind of thing. Like that's a lot of different things that Peter Parker doesn't have. And so now everyone can have these and, and that's the other thing. Sony can create in-house debates. Who would win? Miles or Peter? Oh, I think Gwen could beat Cindy Moon in no time. Like, it would be crazy. You, the toys you could sell. 
And yes, Marvel would get the money for merchandise. Sony can only get money from the movies. But I bet you Marvel's like, hey, Sony, could you make a movie like that? We could sell some toys. Like, I'm just saying, guys, I would, I would watch. I would watch every movie that came out. And even, even if they weren't all movies, like the Cindy Moon project that Sony's working on is a TV show. Sure, you can have like a couple of Spider-Man have their own TV show. And then they make appearances in movies every once in a while. You could do that. You could do that. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. But I think that's, that's the way you could have handled this. I don't think that this live-action anti-hero thing is working. And I think it's a big part of it is due to the fact that there's no Spider-Man. And because these anti-heroes, their stories and origins are directly tied to the webhead. When you watch it, you can tell something's missing from the character's motivation and their story arc. And what Sony tried to replace it with didn't work. It just didn't work. And Sony spent so much time creating these guys to be like heroic type of figures that if you bring Spider-Man into the picture, why would all of them conveniently just turn against Spider-Man? Spider-Man the bad guy? Are they going to give us a twist where Spider-Man is the villain? And I, you know, I mean, like I said before, it could be like a Suicide Squad type of crossover event. Where Batman showed up like a couple of times in the movie, but he was interestingly portrayed as the antagonist. Right? Like when, uh, what was it, Deadshot or whatever Will Smith did. Oh, God. And he was walking in with his daughter and then Batman is and it's like a whole ordeal and I just like you you ended up sympathizing with the so-called villain in the movie because at that point he was the protagonist and they had Batman be the antagonist and I think like when you have that going on maybe that's what Sony's trying to do Spider-Man just shows up every once in a while as someone who is an antagonist to these anti-heroes' dilemmas and, and struggles for what they're trying to accomplish. But we look at them and we say, you know what, they're not really that bad. Why is Spider-Man in the way? <laughs> like, so maybe that's what Sony's going for. Maybe there won't be any more solo Spider-Man movies from Sony besides like the MCU stuff. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's fine. Maybe. But I I don't think so. Especially if the movies continue to not be good. Fans will demand Spider-Man or they'll walk. And then Sony's hands will be tied. I say you should have did the live action Spider-Man universe. That would have been a cool concept. I think if you delegate the power sets enough, they'll be completely different. Personalities and everything. We we they Sony can do it. We saw it. We saw it with Into the Spider-Verse. They have the capacity. Uh, so I don't want to hear it that, oh, well, we don't know if it could. No, no we, they, they got it. They could do it. They could do it. It wouldn't be simple, but they could do it. You get a bunch of live action solo movies, a crossover event. 
Like the move, the crossover movie would just be called Spider Verse. Just like the Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Avengers 3, right? Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. And then the second Spider Verse movie is called something. And then the third one's called something with the subtitle and all these different things. And you, you're okay. You're good. It's great. It's wonderful. Guys, let me know what you think. I'm going to put a poll. Uh, just, would you want to see a live-action Spider-Verse universe from Sony? Um, leave a voice message. Let me know who you would want to see. Who would be like the team of, of Spideys? I don't think you could have too many. I think six is the max. So if you could have six of your favorite Spider-Man or six Spider-Man that you think would work well together, uh, who would they be? Uh, but the future of Sony movies for Marvel characters, it's, it's looking rocky right now. And we have to kind of see where it's all going to head. But, you know, for now, <clears throat> let's try to... Damn. Oh. Uh, all right, cool. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, good, uh, we'll do the outro, and then, uh, you know, we'll... Looking forward to seeing what you vote for. Spotify exclusive, the poll, I should also mention. Spotify exclusive for the poll. Leave them voice message. You have to do it on the Anchor platform. I, I either have talked about it already in this episode, or I'm going to talk about it before the episode ends. So... You should have an idea of how to do those things. Vote and leave a voice message. So, all right, cool. Hey, as part of the Anchor platform, did you know that you can actually leave voice messages? Feel free to share feedback and ask questions. I'll feature those questions in a future episode. Link is in the episode description. Look forward to literally hearing from you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging. <laughs>